When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. History in the desert for the first time since 1991. An amateur is running the PGA Tour. Nick Dunlap wins the American Express. Wow. It's definitely got a good ring to it. Um, I will say that. But um, it's, you know, everything that, that I dreamed of and um, just to have a chance in the last hole to um, to win a PGA Tour event is, is really special. Of course, um, everybody's got doubts. Um, you know, I, I probably had a thousand different scenarios in my head of how today was going to go, and um, it went nothing like I expected. Um, and I think that's the that was the cool part about it. That's, that's golf, and um, you know, I hit a lot of shots that I didn't think I was going to hit, and then you know, I, I hit some shots that didn't uh, went way better than I expected. And, and you know, the same thing with with putting and. Um, like I said, I just think that's the that's the cool part of golf. Extraordinary story. We were following it on Monday morning as it unfolded. Nick Dunlap winning as an amateur, the first on the US PGA Tour since Phil Mickelson way back in 1991. Plenty happening in the world of golf, so we thought it was a good time to check in with Steve Kuypert from Australian Golf Digest. That morning, Steve. Morning, Julian. How are you? Very well. Uh, extraordinary performance uh, from Nick Dunlap. Just Just interested, has there been... We always hear that you know a lot of buzz around the the best amateurs coming through, coming through the U.S. college system. Had there been a lot of buzz about Nick before this tournament? Maybe not directly before this tournament, but certainly last year winning the U.S. amateur. Um, I mean, that's obviously in many cases regarded as the biggest amateur tournament in the world, and so the winner there automatically gets a little notoriety. But uh, he he was the first um, since Tiger Woods. Um, to win the U.S. Junior and U.S. Amateur, so he was he was joining elite company, and he's now gone past Tiger because that was one thing Tiger didn't do mm. was win a PGA Tour event as an amateur. So he's you know it's early days, but he's he's in front of Tiger at the moment. So yeah, it, it's funny from our point of view in Australia, we often hear some names coming through the U.S. college system, and and you know they might win the U.S. Amateur or something like that, but often um, you know they kind of flame out or don't quite make it, but. Uh, this this guy um, Nick Dunlap certainly seems like he's he's the most likely um, to really make a goal of it um, just purely because yeah that's rarefied um, territory you know, to win and as an amateur on the PGA Tour you know 1991 um, you've only got to think back to what the world looked like and what the world of golf looked like it's a long time ago it's a very long time ago so what does this do for him in the short term does it change his path to becoming a professional what how does it sort of change his I guess he's golfing schedule over the next 12 months or so. Yeah, it's a good question because he would have had something in mind because uh, already because uh, winning the U.S. Amateur gave him exemptions directly into the Masters this year, uh, the U.S. Open and, and the British Open as well. Um, but they would have been based on him still being an amateur at the time. Um, now, however, as um, a PGA Tour winner, he would get into the Masters off the back of winning this week. Anyway, he would get into the PGA Championship if he turned pro. 
uh, and likely he's not going to lose these exemptions that he already had. He's probably just going to get them a different way. And so it, it might just fast forward his thinking a little bit. Um, he's pulled out of this week's stop um, in San Diego. Um, and I think it was partly because he's probably sitting down with his team and sort of saying, OK, this changes things. So they, they might have thought he'd turn pro at the end of this year um, once those exemptions had passed. But maybe they're kind of going, do we go now? You know, he's going to be at his most marketable from an endorsement point of view. Why kind of miss the boat? Um, but then again, he might go the other way and say, look, I've committed to university, my studies, and obviously the, you know, the University of Alabama where he plays his college golf would be expecting him to play through their spring and summer. Uh, does he want to let them down? So that's probably what they're sitting down and weighing up is do we change the time frame of the decision we were already going to make? If you're going to finish second in a tournament, that's the one to finish second to in terms of prize money. And, and oh, his name escapes me. The, 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 man, the young man that finished second, he's got an extraordinary tale himself where as a, as a kid he swallowed some rat poison. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Christian Bezadenhout uh, from South Africa. Um, yes, exactly right. Had a, had a terrible stutter as a child and almost used golf as a bit of a, an ex- escape. Um, you know, you hear that story from time to time. Golf actually becomes a bit of a... Um, you know, a safe haven for um, for aspiring um, players because you know something else is going on in their life and they use golf to kind of get past it. But uh, yeah, well, you're right. It was a, it was almost the best best tournament to come second in uh, because you get the first place money. <laughs> um, but he probably would have liked the trophy as well. So yeah, but you, you're spot on. You know, not often you get paid one and a half million for coming second. So Lucas Herbert, uh, just changing tact a little bit. He's off to live. He's joining uh, Cam Smith's team on Live Golf. Is this one that had been bubbling away for a while or was this a bit of a surprise when it was announced? No, I've sort of been hearing that a little bit um, for the last little while because partly because there were vacancies. We knew that um, Jed Morgan wasn't, you know, he'd lost his spot on Live. So if it was if, if the Ripper GC um, team was going to stay all Australian, which, you know, it made sense to, we, we were aware that there were vacancies. Um, Matt Jones played his way back on, um, but we, you know we were aware that one Aussie kind of had to go and it was just a matter of who it was. Herbert seemed like a pretty good fit. Um, yeah, so not a great surprise, but yeah, as I said, it, it was going to be somebody. And so, yeah, Lucas probably is the, you know, the right mould in terms of age and, and you know, what he's done on both the PGA Tour and, and DP World Tour um, to date. Um, he's got some sort of security there, um, you know, depending on what happens, obviously, in, in the negotiations that are going on at the moment. Um, it's, it's so murky. But, uh, yeah, probably if you were sitting down trying to work out which Aussie would fill the, the vacant spot on the roster, um, Lucas was probably close to the top of the list. So what does Jed Morgan do now? Where, where does he go and play his golf? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, he becomes a little bit of the forgotten man in a way. Um, I believe he, he may still have some uh, opportunities to play in Asia. Um, he's certainly fine at home. You know, it was only two years ago um, that he won the Australian PGA Championship. So he's he's got exemptions there. Um, and I believe in, uh, in Europe too, he, he would get some starts um, off the back of that as well. So... The European Tour, or DP World Tour as it's now known, um, has been less harsh with live players, um, you know, jumping across. And so as an ex-live player, I would think Jed would probably get some starts there. 
Speaking of Steve Kuypert from Australian Golf Digest, I guess it got a little bit lost uh, with because uh, of what Nick Dunlap did on the US PGA Tour, but it was quite a remarkable win from Rory McIlroy in Dubai, coming from 10 shots back. Given he's sort of been the the face of, the, I guess, the anti-live campaign, is it? how much do you think it's affected his actual golf the last two years? He seems to have taken on a lot. Yes, I don't see how it can't affect uh, things. You know, he, he clearly, you know, he, he's one of the best, if not the best golfers in the world, and he wasn't performing that way and clearly was distracted. And it actually did reach a point early last year where, you know, I, th- I think he, he recognised the impact it was having on his game and on his play. And so he clearly said to himself, I just need to distance myself from everything that's going on away from the golf course. And we've since seen that uh, go even further where he's resigned from the PGA Tour Policy Board. He's really concentrating on his golf as much as he can. I mean, he's, he's 34 now, I think 35 in May. Um, so he's right in that sort of sweet spot that they often talk about, the mid-30s um, in professional golf. And this year marks 10 years since he last won a major, uh, which, you know, if you'd said that 10 years ago, it would have surprised a lot of people. And he probably feels like the door's starting to close just a little bit. And so he needs to make these next five years the best that he can be um, as a golfer um, if he really wants to get to where it looked like he was going to be. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. There's no question he was distracted and it, it impacted his play a bit. But then again, you know, it's not like he's played terribly either. So it goes to show what a, what a level of golfer he is when he can kind of knuckle down and concentrate purely on the game. And, Steve, before we let you go, in the States this weekend, Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. It's been a good tournament for the Aussies. 17 of the last 18 years, we've had an Australian finish in the top 10. Uh, Jason Day and Mark Leishman have both won the tournament. Uh, Of the Aussies this week, who do you like? Yeah, well, they're actually already underway. It's an interesting tournament, um, partly because of American football. They play this one the last few years. has been Wednesday to Saturday, which converts to us effectively Thursday to Sunday for us. So the first round is actually over there. Um, Jason's shot a couple over, but it's a, it's a hard tournament to gauge because they play two courses in the first two days and he plays the hard course. He gets the easier course tomorrow. Um, but yeah, he would have been my pick coming in, partly because he's just got an amazing record around Torrey Pines. Uh, even when he doesn't win, he seems to play pretty well there. But yeah, you, you're right. It's um, you know the tournament that seems to always fall around Australia Day. and There seems to be a synergy it's a golf course that I think our players kind of feel comfortable with as well. And so that's why I've got a great record there. But um, not a huge contingent um, playing this week, although Minwoo Lee is there and um, has started with an even par round, which isn't too bad. So, yeah, I, w- I would say he's likely to be our best bet. But it's a tournament that's always worth watching because, as you say, there's, there seems to be a heavy Aussie involvement uh, each year. Yeah, CAU at top of the leaderboard at eight under. Aaron Baddeley, the best of the Aussies in the first round, shooting a three under. Steve, always great to catch up. Plenty going on uh, in the world of golf. We'll speak again soon. Terrific. Thanks, Jules.